You're listening to Kaniac Sessions with Griff and A.B. Your spot for everything Carolina Hurricanes. Hello out there again, Kaniac Nation. This is session four of Kaniac Sessions. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, we've got quite a bit to cover tonight. We've got some. Uh, we've got a special announcement to make. Some of you may be aware of already. Then we're going to talk about some General Kane's news, uh, the trade, a signing that happened over the past week. And then we're going to continue on part three of our series where we cover our bottom six forwards and then take a look at our trio of goalies. But um, to get started, so we've got a little bit of news. We, um, as everybody knows, that has been listening to us now for the past few weeks. We, uh, we just started this and things kind of happened pretty quick. And one thing led to another. And now... A.B., go ahead and uh, walk us through what has transpired over the last couple of weeks. Griff and I have officially signed with the Hockey Podcast Network. You can follow them on Twitter at HockeyPodNet, or you can find us on their website at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. We couldn't be more excited for you to listen and to join us on this new journey. And we just wanted to say thank you for all of your support, and all of the people that have reached out to congratulate us. It means a lot to us. Yeah, so um, THPN, it, it, it's a network that consists over more than 90 podcasts from every team throughout the NHL. Some teams have several podcasts representing um, – and we're we're so we're we're so excited to be joining the uh, network of podcasts. But let's get into the news. So this past week, Carolina was involved in a trade, and this is kind of something that we heard back when the Tony D'Angelo trade discussion was going on before Philadelphia released him, and before he signed with us as a free agent. There was. There was a speculation that Massimo Rizzo could be the return for Philadelphia in a Tony D'Angelo trade. Obviously, that didn't happen. Obviously, they released him, they bought him out, and he and Tony D'Angelo signed with Carolina as a free agent. But now this kind of revisits that. And, you know, is it is it just Carolina going back and saying, you know, hey, we understand this deal fell through. We understand that you had to spend some money to let Tony D'Angelo out. We still ended up with him here. Let's go ahead and honor our word and, and make this deal happen. <laughs> so Carolina acquires the rights to uh, forward David Kasha. And if that name sounds familiar, it's because his brother is Andre Kasha, who Kane's legend played one game. That's right. And uh, coming back, or sorry, not coming back, going to Philadelphia, they acquired the rights to Massimo Rizzo, who was drafted in the 2019 draft, the Carolina seventh round, 216th pick. And then also a 2025 fifth round pick. No, I mean, when I saw, when I saw, the trade happened. I saw the last name and I was like, please. I, I thought it was Andre Kasha for a minute, but I remembered that he signed overseas. When Waddell was asked about this trade, he commented, David is an intelligent forward who competes hard on both ends of the ice and will add organizational depth. So he spent the past two years in 
the Czech Republic playing for AC Sparta Praha and recorded six goals and eight assists in 25 games played last season. He hadn't really played that many games in the NHL. I see it as, like Waddell said, organizational depth. But the problem is, is we don't have an AHL team. Right. So how 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 is this whole thing going to turn out? Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if we'll ever even see him. Uh, I mean, we'll see him, obviously. Well, maybe. We may see him in camp. May see him some in the preseason. But, you know, really, other than that, we may we may never see him. I mean, I don't know. You don't know if he signs over here or not. But, you know, Massimo Rizzo, they let that guy go. Uh, he was a seventh-round pick, but, you know, there – there was still he'd still generated some buzz around him um playing at denver but you you wonder about him too you, you, he may never even sign with carolina either i mean by the time he gets done playing college hockey uh does he does he even come and sign with carolina you know so i don't i don't know if we would have seen him i don't know if we'll see kasha but um you know good luck to rizzo at philly maybe he'll maybe he'll get a chance, crack the lineup at some point. Should be pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Griff. Yeah, what's up? I just got back from vacation in the Outer Banks, but even if you're not going on vacation, summer's all about a vacation state of mind. Whether I want to listen to Last Night by Morgan Wallen on repeat or just need to retreat inside my own head for a bit, I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. There's so much going on all summer. Sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people or to stay calm with some guided meditation. On my Raycons, I like to listen to my gym playlist, the Caniac Sessions podcast, and so much more. Let me tell you right now, Raycons are the best way to listen. Use earbud tap functions to toggle between the three customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, and awareness mode. Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, including eight hours of playtime, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. They come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit. They start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon right now, and Caniac Sessions listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. We also, when I say we, I mean the Hurricanes, signed Caleb Jones to a one-year Seven hundred and seventy-five thousand dollar deal. Um, don't know if I quite understand this one at the current state of things. Maybe as time progresses, we'll see this makes sense. But another defenseman. Um, what do you think? Don Waddell appeared on the NHL Network a couple of days ago. And they, of course, asked him about the Caleb Jones signing. And he said, we already have a great defensive core, and all we want to do is just get it deeper. Well, Don, you have nine defensemen now. I mean, I I understand, you know, having eight is pushing it, but nine is is very interesting, to say the least. So I, I don't quite understand why. And I know it's going to be defensive depth, obviously. And this would make sense if we had an AHL affiliate. But then again, we do not have an AHL affiliate. Everybody wants to chalk this up to defensive depth. But, you know, the guy's a solid player. I mean, you know, on a bad Chicago team last year, he had 20 points. Uh, played 73 games and you know he's a solid player I think he's a you know I think he's a good third line option I just I I feel like this is a sign of things to come I think that Don knows a move is coming it may not come right you know it may not come in the 
next couple of weeks, but you know, it may, it may be a Justin Falk move and happen in camp or, or, or um, you know, we could start the season with nine defensemen. I don't know, but I still think, I think this shows that somebody is on the way out. Somebody in that, that defensive core. And, you know, we've talked about it for weeks, Brett Pesci, Brady Shea, those seem to be the two most obvious decisions to move out if you're going to move out a defenseman. And then, you know, those one of those or both of those or whoever moves out, you don't have to worry about scrambling to back to, to backfill your defense because it's, you know, everybody's already there. So I know what Waddell said on NHL Network. I know what, you know, he's not going to come out and say it. Well, we're going to trade Brett Pesci or we're going to trade Brady Shea. He's not going to say it, but this is, you know, he might as well be holding it or wearing a shirt that says, I'm getting ready to trade somebody, but we'll see. No, it was, def- it was definitely one of those things where I, Waddell is known for making great trades and great signings. But this one, when I first saw the news break, I kind of scratched my head a little bit. I, I didn't quite understand why he did it in the first place. But like you said, Brady Shea, Brett Pesci, it's been rumored. He's loading up defensive depth, most likely getting rid of one of those defensemen. Yeah, because you're not going to put Caleb Jones in, in the mine. You're not going to bury him in somebody else's minor league affiliate. You know, you're not going to send Caleb Jones overseas. You're not going to. So. I mean, what what does that tell you? That tells you that he's going to be on our roster in one way, shape, or form. So, um, you know, just signing him for quote-unquote defensive depth, I'm not buying it. Enough of the defensemen. We've been talking about defensemen for such a long time, whether it was Eric Carlson, whether it was Orloff signing, whether it was our last episode where we covered all of our defensemen. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back, listen to it. Now we're covering our bottom six forwards. And I'm going to start with the third line. Jordan Martinuk. Last year, 82 games, 13 goals, 21 assists, 34 points. Playoffs played phenomenal. Played all 15 games, three goals, nine assists. 12 points was the second leading scorer for the hurricanes in the playoffs. Wow. He's 31. Say, let's just say that again. The he second, was the second leading the scorer. Jordan Martinuk. I just, I'll never forget okay. when the commentator said something about him looking like Gretzky and he just went far down. And I was just like, Oh my God. I would love to go back and relive that New Jersey series. Oh, it was great. And anyway, sorry. Sorry for the sidebar. We can keep <laughs> moving forward. Yeah. No, but Jordan Martinook, an energy guy, and like he said, phenomenal in the playoffs last year. Then you have Jordan Stahl, who is coming off a 40-year. Now, now you have Jordan Stahl, who just signed a four-year 2.9 AAV deal. 34 years old. Last year, he had 17 goals, 17 assists, 34 points, played 81 games. Great on faceoffs. Great penalty killer. He's your captain. He's the leader of the team. He's the head coach's guy. Mm-hmm. And he is, even at his age, is 34 years old. He still forechecks hard. Yeah, it doesn't matter his speed or anything like that. I mean, he goes. Yeah, he's like a it's, horse. It's something to be seen. Uh, you know, when you see it in person, just the the work that he puts in. You know, behind the net, against the wall, digging pucks out. I mean, I'm not sure there's any anyone better. It doesn't matter who uh, who he's against, who he's guard. You know, who he's defending. He's there, and you know, just 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 such a great has such a great four check no great i'm glad we signed him for way less than he was making uh which was great to have a pay cut and now we're going to get into the right winger on 
that third line, Jesper Faust, and I know you and I both were really pumped that he re-signed with Carolina this year. Yeah, I love that guy. Ten goals, 19 assists, 29 points, played 80 games in the playoffs, six goals, three assists, nine points. He was the fourth leading scorer in the playoffs. 31 years old, like we said, signed that new deal. Four checker, great defensively, phenomenal in the playoffs. I'm surprised he didn't get paid somewhere else given the playoffs. Yeah, he could have easily, you know, walked away in free agency. And, I mean, he could have signed uh, – I mean, he could have probably signed somewhere for more than two years with for more money. Um, or he could have taken a bridge deal somewhere you know, upwards of three and a half, probably $4 million. But, uh, you know, he loves, he loves Carolina. He, he loves the people in the locker room. And so we got a little hometown discount out of Jesper. So super glad that he's back. He's such, he's one of those, he's one of those behind the scenes guy, you know, he's a silent assassin, but, uh, wow. Game what a, five, you know, game five. Yeah. What a you and I were both yeah, there. Yeah. That was insane. Mm-hmm. And then he scored that other overtime winner against New York. So he had two overtime goals in the playoffs. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, third line, man. They are, you know, they were one of the best lines in the NHL last year when you look in terms of, you know, goals for versus goals against um they usually match up between another team's top line uh the top scoring line on other teams and they are such a great shutdown for checking line um you know and so it makes sense that they stay together more than likely this year whether they're you know rod doesn't number his number his lines but wherever they're whether they're third line or fourth line or however you want to consider them you you have to think those three players are going to be playing together for the majority of the year so we have the third line covered how is your fourth line looking well you know we've got some options here I, I you know at the surface you want to assume that jack drury is coming back to play fourth line maybe he is maybe he won't but I'm going to make the assumption that he is going to be the fourth line center, at least for the start of the season, because he's been here and he's played plenty of games with Carolina. So if that's, you know, if we make that assumption, we're looking at Jack Drury centering Tavo Teravainen and Stefan Nason. Um, you've got some other options. You've got Brendan Lemieux, who is likely – your healthy extra will draw in, like we talked about several sessions ago. Draw in when you need a physical presence. Um, and then you look at some guys that have a chance to crack the lineup in camp. Um, all centers, really. Vasily Ponomarev, Jameson Reese, and Ryan. Say that, Suzuki. say that one more time for people who don't know how to pronounce his name. Just say that, including me. Just say that one more time. Vasily Ponomarev. There you go. You learn something new every day. You know, Tavo Teravainen, I, you know, again, we talked about two sessions ago. Maybe he's playing up. Maybe he's playing fourth line. Maybe he's traded. We don't know yet. But given the current state of the roster and, and who is still in Carolina, that's what I see. Uh, but starting with Jack Drury, he, you know, I want to, I'm pulling for this guy. I really am. But last year, two goals, six assists, eight points, and 38 games played. He didn't make the opening night roster last year and ended up coming up probably mid-season and finished the season and then played the entire playoffs, obviously, um, because of the injuries that started mounting up toward the end of the season and obviously in the playoffs as well. He's a 23-year-old guy, so he's fairly young. We've got him for one more year on his current contract, and then he's going to hit. No, I'm sorry. He's not UFA. He's still an RFA. So 
he can't go anywhere unless we let him go or we trade him. Um, you know, the guy's the guy's a decent two way forward. He's just he's just inconsistent. You know, he some nights he's he looks like he you know he's taking that next step forward and then he'll come out and lay an egg the next you know another night. Um. <clears throat> Tara Vinen, I'm not going to touch on too much. Uh, we talked about him in detail in session two. So Stefan Nason, right? I love Stefan Nason. Oh, yeah. He had his most, most productive season of his career last year. 13 goals, 23 assists, 36 points, and 78 games played. He's a 30-year-old guy. We've got him one more year at – almost league league minimum and then he hits ufa status um stefan nason is great net front presence good on the power play he's physical um you know he's just he checks a lot of those boxes he is the textbook fourth line player in my opinion with 100%. a little with a little bit of scoring touch no, and I mean, when we saw him two years ago in the AHL, you saw him take off. I think he had over 40 goals in the AHL when he was playing for uh, Chicago. And you bring him up, and to put up 36 points, and in the playoffs, like he said, he had eight points, 15 games, four goals, four assists. That's your ideal fourth-line player. And it shows how good he is playing on that line. And it shows how good he is in general that they put him on the first unit last year. Because the power play struggled last year. We know that. But when it was successful, he was on the ice. Yeah, that's right. Um, And maybe he, you know, maybe he takes another small step forward this year. He's a he's a solid guy to have. He is when he's in his element, when he's playing on that fourth line, that's where he thrives. But we've seen him be successful when we've had to move him up in the line in the lineup. We've seen him play first line on the uh, on Ajo's wing. We've seen him play some second line. We've seen him all up and down. We've seen him play with Jordan Stahl. He he can do it. He he can provide offense wherever you want him to play um but like i said he thrives when he's there on that fourth line that's his element that's his role and he knows that and he embraces that um and you know i'd like to see i'd like to see him stick around carolina after this year uh i don't want him to go away in free agency i i'd love to you know i think he'll get paid a little bit more i think he'll, he's due a little bit more money maybe not too much yeah, maybe like a one million to one point five million dollar guy, but um, you know, I'd like to have him around. Speaking of small contracts, Brendan Lemieux last year, forty-one games, two goals, seven assists, nine points. That was combined in Los Angeles and Philadelphia. He was traded in March of this year. He's only twenty-seven. He's Claude Lemieux's son, so if you don't know who Claude Lemieux is, I recommend you go on YouTube, type in Claude Lemieux, and you'll understand where he gets his physicality and grit from. Yeah, hopefully he can score like his dad, too. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be nice if he could figure that out. Well, maybe, but like we said, physical, gritty, and, you know, he definitely – will go the extra mile because he even bit a player. That's something that, you know, he, he that's like some villain type stuff. And yeah, this that, is a guy that the hurricanes needed. Yeah. That's not, I don't, I don't see that being uh, an option here. I don't, Rod's Rod ain't going to let that happen. So uh, yeah, no biting. Yeah. Let's uh, let's just keep it with hits and yeah, he that, served a, all that good stuff. He served a five-game suspension last year for that. Well, nobody yeah. saw – not a lot of people saw it at first. And then you looked at it and you were like, yeah, that's a big no-no. Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, maybe he was hungry. I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what happened. But it's uh, when we were talking about the fourth line, you talked about you talked about what's his name, Vasily Ponomarov. Ponomarov. Yeah, that's right. Last year he played with the Wolves and he had 46 points in 64 games. He's played in the KHL before. Great forecheck. He's a playmaker. He's got good speed and he's got a really heavy shot. Only thing is, is he needs to add some strength to him. He's only 5'10, 180 pounds and more physicality. Then you have Jamison Reese, 22. Last year, he had 42 points with 14 goals and 28 assists. He only played 65 games. Great skater, top-end speed, a little undersized, but he's skilled. He's gritty, can get into penalty trouble, however, and is undisciplined. Great on the back check in his own end, supporting defense down low. And the last one is Ryan Suzuki, and – I haven't heard a lot about Ryan Suzuki ever since he was drafted. I know he'd been battling some injuries. and Last year, he only played 50 games and had 13 goals, 19 assists, and 32 points. And recently, he had an eye injury, uh, took a high stick in the eye, and he still has a blind spot. In, well, I, think uh, that, his- I think that eye injury was, a, was – I think that was a few seasons ago. Well, there um, you go, a few seasons ago. Yeah, and he – He's been battling that eye injury and that blind spot, but he's also been battling some upper body injuries as well. But he's got high hockey IQ. He's a great passer, and his best ability is setting up his teammates. The injury bug has really hit his career hard, and especially having that blind spot in his eye can definitely prohibit him from really becoming the player that Carolina hoped for him to be. But I don't really see any of those three guys cracking the opening night roster. Well, Maybe bring them up, but I, I don't. I don't see it happening. Well, there's been some talk around Ponomarov and and a possibility that he may be the most primed of those three to actually compete for uh, a, a roster. Spot. Yeah, a roster spot for opening night. I mean. He's not as well-rounded as Drury is, maybe. Um, But they have a lot of the same skill sets. And I think that, in my opinion, Ponomarov is a, just plays with a little more intensity. Mm-hmm. You know, he's 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 fast. He's for, he's great on the forecheck. He's, um, you know, he he would play well in this system. And you know, I think he's got a little bit more of a scoring upside than that of Jack Drury. So, you know, obviously his stats are AHL stats. They're not NHL stats. And it's mm-hmm. a little more difficult to score in the uh, in the National League. But I think it, of those three, I think he's got the, the best shot to make the, the roster. He needs to have more strength and get better with his physicality. Bill Berniston can easily fix that within a couple of weeks but i wouldn't be opposed to him filling jack drury's spot but i also see drury drawing in on opening night yeah i don't know i'm just kind of over the jack drury experiment i mean it's i just think it's time to give someone else a shot. I feel like Drury's had a shot and, you know, in his, but you know, in his defense, I guess too, whenever he gets called up, he's usually playing a position that's not in, you know, in his comfort zone, whether they put him on the wing or, you know, the guy's a natural center, that's his spot. So, um, but I would, I just, I'd love to see Ponomarum get a shot. And no, I agree. I mean, that, that could be a great, that could be a great fourth line. And I mean, this, you know, we're going to have three scoring lines this year. So uh, I think Ponomarov, Nason, and Taravainen would be, you know, a nightmare to other teams. You know, I say this to you, but 
for people that are listening, my philosophy is we need more goals. That's my philosophy. We need more goals. That's right. So the more to the merrier. Now let's get into my favorite topic. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before we do that, let's do our score prediction, scoring predictions oh, for the right. bottom six. Let's that's let's right. make sure we cover that before we get before we get going on these goalies. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Or text Hope NY four six seven three six nine. In Kansas, call one 4700 On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10 plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Starting with the third line or the stall line or the whatever other words we've had for these guys over the last year. Let's start with Jordan Martinuk. Are we going to have another scoring surge from Jordan Martinuk this year? What do you think? Well, he's definitely not going to have Gretzky numbers. We know that. But I do see him getting a little bump. But I also can see maybe he drops down a little bit. He's one of those He's one of those players where I like where he's at. I'm not opposed to him, you know, lowering his points because besides points, you know, he's everywhere. He he does it all. So mm-hmm. if my prediction, I'd say, you know, bump the goals up maybe 15 and uh, assist maybe put at 24, 23. All right, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with eleven goals and twenty assists for thirty-one points. I just think that I don't know. I just don't think he. I think. I mean, the guy's an energy guy. You know, I think he's gonna play well. I think he's gonna play well in that line. I just don't see. 34 points out of Marty again this year, but you know, we'll see. We could be wrong. And to be honest, I feel like every forward in our roster, I'm predicting to be take a step forward. So somebody's got to hit the plateau. And I think, you know, maybe well, Marty. Well, I'm going to say, I'm going to say that about Jordan Stahl. Yeah. I think he bumps down probably to, I'd say 30 points, 29, you know, Mm -hmm. at 34 years old, the way he was playing last year and, you know, he just plays really well for a 34 year old and he's going to be 35 this year. And I don't need Jordan Stahl to score, but obviously we need more goals, but I see a little decrease just because of how loaded Carolina is this year. Mm-hmm. 
So I'd probably say, I don't know goals and assists, but I'd say probably 29, 30 points. All right. Well, I'm going to say 13 goals and 18 assists for Jordan Stahl. So moving on to Jesper Faust. What do you think for Quickie? Um, I'd say he gets an increase in goals by maybe three assists, probably drop down to 27. So thir- you said 13 goals and 27 assists? Is that what you're yep. saying? Okay. Yep. Not 27. No, not 27 assists. <laughs> Oh, 27 uh, points. You're yeah, dropping yeah, 27. 27 points. Got it. Got I would it. love Got that, it. but ideally, I don't think that's going to happen. So that would that would put him at 14 assists, if my math is correct. It doesn't matter. It's just a guess. Yeah, yeah I know. But So I think Jesper Faust gets – I think his goals, goals are going to go up a bit as well. I'm going to put him at 12 goals and – 18 assists. That's 30 okay. points. Uh, we'll see. So, fourth line, oh, we will assume that Jack Drury is going to play center on that line, and we'll start with him. What is your prediction if Jack Drury plays the full season as the fourth line center? If he plays full season, I'd probably give him a max at 16 points. Max 16? I'm not really that high on Jack Drury. You know, I, you know, come after me if you want to, but I'm just not really that high on Jack Drury. Yeah, you know? I, I'm not either, but I just think if playing on the fourth line, if he, if he has, if he truly does have wingers as Teravine and Nason, I think he's going to have quite a bit of assists. He is, I mean, he is a good passer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think his goal totals will be that great, but I'm going to say seven goals and 18 assists if he plays the full season. See, that's w- what you're saying, full season. I don't think he's going to play the full season. Well, now, I don't either. But, I mean, it, like if you said to me, if he played the full season, then I would put, you know, his points kind of where yours are. But it's like you said, he's not going to be the center at the end of the season. Well, maybe so. I was just trying to, I was just trying to base my points off this, off of the hypothetical that he would play a full season. But we talked about our prediction for Tara Vine in, in session two. That's there. If you didn't hear it, go back and listen to session two. But Stefan Nason. So Stefan Nason is is a power play guy. I think you have to put him on your second power play. Um, you know, he could even he could even play first power play if you needed him to. But you know, given that that he'd play on the power play, you would assume his point totals to be inflated a bit. Uh, what do you think? So, obviously, at the start of the season, and Rod changes his lines because, you know, whatever's the right fit, Rod's going to do. And don't question Rod Brindamore. But that's a whole different story for another day. Nason, I would say his goals bump down by two, but his assists bump up by three. So I would give him 11 goals and 26 assists. Okay. Well, I'm going to think, I'm going to say that Stefan Nason has another career year and this year will become hit the best year of his career. Okay. And I am going to give him 18 goals. Oh yeah. 18 goals. And 28 assists. Wow. And I think that's where Stefan Nason's going to be in a contract year, playing 
in his role where he's comfortable at on the power play. Uh, I think that's what we're going to see. I think he is taking another step forward after a full season playing here. Uh, we'll see. No, I love that prediction. I, I definitely love that prediction. But, okay, now we can get on to yes, where you were trying to go earlier. So the goalies. Um, and I'll let you take it away here. Go for it. Freddie Anderson is coming back. He signed a new deal this year, two-year, 3.4 AAV, a drop from his previous contract. He played 34 games. He started 33, 21 wins, 11 losses, and one overtime shootout loss. 2.48 goals against average in a .903 save percentage. In the playoffs, he was a whole different animal. He played nine games. He started nine. Five wins, three losses, a 1.83 goals against average, and a .927 save percentage. If Freddie Anderson can play like he did in the playoffs in the regular season, and I assume we're going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah. That's a goalie that you can ride off into the sunset with. Yeah, I, I, you know, we know he's battled injuries um, and you can, I don't like to use the word injury prone, but he is subject to injuries. Vulnerable. He's vulnerable. There you go. That's a good word. Um, But his first year in Carolina, which was two seasons ago, he was a solid Vesna candidate until his injury against Colorado toward the end of the season that caused him to miss the entirety of the playoffs. You know, I think I still think Freddie is he's solid. He's a number one goalie in the NHL. You know, as far well, when I say number one, I mean for a team, their number one goalie. I uh there were points, there were points last year where you know, Freddie would get on the ice and I would just kind of put my head in my hands and say, <laughs> you know, come on, Freddie, like get it together, buddy. Cause yeah, it, there know, were a couple, there were a couple of them. Th- yeah, there were. And you know, it made you question him, you know, it made you question whether that was the right call for the coaches to go with Freddie, you know, especially the way the other two were playing at certain points last year. But if he can just, you know, if he can stay healthy get into a rhythm, he he could very well easily wind up as a Vesna finalist again. He has the potential, the ability to do that. Now we look at Antiranta. Last year he played 27 games. He started 26, 19 wins, three losses, three overtime combined with shootout losses, a two point two three goals against average and a point nine one zero safe percentage. Now he was named the starter in the playoffs until Freddie took that role over. Six games, six starts, three wins, three losses, a two point four eight goals against average and a point nine zero nine save percentage. He signed an extension this year to stay for one more year with a 1.5 AAV this offseason. Ranta is a very solid backup. I don't mind him being on the team again, but I honestly thought that Ranta was not going to be a hurricane this upcoming season. Now, I'm not complaining about it whatsoever. I just thought when Piotr signed his new contract that he was going to be the backup. Yeah, I uh I I like I like having Ronta back as well, especially on that deal. Uh he's great. He's a great guy in the locker room. Team loves him. The guys love him. Coaches love him. I mean he's just an all around great dude. The media loves him. Uh you know and he's man, I remember last year that stretch we kept saying you know, the guy hasn't lost in regulation since Thanksgiving or something that, you know, we kept saying, I mean, the guy just, the guy, the guy just wins, you know, some uh, you know, that has something to do with the team. Ends right for the win. 
That's right. I mean, he just wins. He just goes out there and wins. And sometimes it's not, you know, picture perfect. Sometimes it's sloppy. He lets in bad goals from time to time. But, you know, so did Freddie. I mean, we called Freddie five-hole Freddie for a reason last year. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, but the guy's just a winner. He is. And, I, and he's a guy that you can put in there. You can trust him. Uh, he can take you through the playoffs. We've seen him do it. And yeah, let's run it back. I, I was kind of unsure when we re-signed both Freddie and Auntie Ranta on on free agency, but it's grown on me. I, I kind of agree with it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you kind of see, you know, Freddie's back on a two-year deal. Ranta's back on a one-year deal. So you would assume after this upcoming season, Ranta will ride off in free agency, and then we're going to run it back for the season after next with uh, Freddie and Kachetkov. But speaking of Kachetkov, go ahead and walk us through that. So 24 games played, 23 starts, 12 wins, 7 losses, 5 overtime and shootout losses, 2.44 goals against average, and a .909 save percentage. I'm not going to go into his playoff stat because he came in relief for Anderson in game three and yeah, that whole debacle. But well, that was that was the game that New Jersey hung eight on. Yeah, the that was yeah. the eight was it an eight goal game? Oh, I don't remember what it was. It was insane. Let's let's um, just move on. Let's just move yeah, on. let's move on from that. But he signed <laughs> a four year two million AAV contract November 23rd uh 2022 you know I thought he was going to be the backup this year but again like you said and I'm going to say I am not mad or questioning Anderson and Ranta being back cuz they they played great with each other the past 2 years um yeah they won the Jennings uh, two seasons ago. That's right. Piotr definitely has room to grow. We saw that in the shootouts, and we saw it on, you know, just two-on-ones or whether it was a breakaway or, you know, playing against the power play. He's got room to grow. Bring him in when – Ronta or Anderson can't play just to learn from those guys and, you know, take all of it in because he's still fairly young. So he's going to be groomed into the starting role, but I'm not opposed to three goaltenders being cycled because all three of our goalies are great. Yeah. For Kachetkov, I just, when I watch him play throughout, you know, the season or, you know, when he has his string of consecutive games, for Kachetkov, I feel like there's no middle ground. When you watch him, you know, for his consecutive games or stints in the season where he plays, he's either totally on top of his game, like standing on his head, poke checking fighting Marchand, like whatever it is, like the guy is either playing out of his mind or sometimes it doesn't even look like he's standing in the net. Like there's just not, there's, and that's what he's got to figure out. He's got to figure out that, that consistency because when he gets going and when he gets rolling and he gets in a groove, he's outstanding. But then if he gets shaken, if his confidence gets shaken, I think last year he was playing, lights out and then he took that small injury he sat for a few games and then when he came back he just wasn't the same guy and I you know I don't know if it was his confidence I don't know if it was an, you know the injury was bothering him but he just fell off a cliff and if he could just figure out just how to be consistent and it doesn't doesn't even have to be his top end just find somewhere in the middle where he is can be a solid night in night out guy that's what i think he needs to figure out no he definitely has room to grow a young guy and like you said when he's on he's on but 
watching him, it feels like when something, you know, if it's a bad bounce or if he gets beaten, his confidence gets shaken very easily. Piotr has a ton of potential. He's going to be the starter for Carolina in the years to come. But like you said, you know, he needs repetition. He needs to learn. He needs to, you know, have that consistency. Because if he has that consistency, he's going to be a great NHL goaltender. You know, we assume that Kachekov is going to be the number three goalie. I I could see him actually being back up for a majority of the season. Mm. And Ranta being the extra. Um, I mean, Piotr is making... 500k more than Ranta is you know so if you're going by salary then he's the number two guy but um I don't know we'll see I mean maybe they'll do you know they're all going to get playing time obviously so yeah so that's the goalies uh it should be an interesting trio this year I think they're going to be solid I think they're going to backstop our team very well yeah so a lot to be excited about so that wraps up part three of our examining, that wraps up part three of our examining the lineup series uh, that wraps up session four. So a, an announcement that we do have to make for session five drum roll. <laughs> so we are going to be joined by uh, Sam Driscoll and Sam Wallace from the Kaniac report. That's um, right. They are also a Kane's podcast. Uh, with THPN, which is the network that we uh, talked about joining at the beginning of the session. So, yeah, we're going to join them and uh, talk some Canes hockey and should be a good time. Everybody stay tuned. Big session coming up next week. Thank you all for listening. I'm AB. That's Griff. And we'll talk to you soon.